All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 29. It is officially March. Recording this March 1st. You're listening to it later in the week. Um, But I'm so excited that it is finally March, no longer February. We've actually had in Pittsburgh a couple 50 degree days here recently. So I've gotten to go on some runs outside. There's a path along the river outside my apartment which is super great, and it's just breathing in the fresh air, man. There's nothing like it. I forget what that's like in the winter because I think I hold my breath when I walk around or walk into the office in the winter just because it hurts, like it's so painful. I forget what fresh air feels like, so that's been super nice. Um, But anyways, random fact, with all the talks of the NFL Combine, I decided to really just focus in on the least important statistic in the history of all statistics and measure the size of my hand. It came in at right around eight inches and I don't even really feel like I stretched it to its full limit. I feel like I could have gotten maybe a little bit more out of that measurement um, just based on how I know they look at it and I feel like I could have pushed it a little further. Um, But eight inches is only one inch smaller than Joe Burrow. Uh, so I don't know if, I mean, if there are any NFL decision makers listening to this podcast, just know I am open for any and all inquiries. You know, I certainly, I wouldn't want you to miss out on this opportunity because you can't, you can't teach hand size. Either you have it or you don't, and I have it. So just kind of for anyone out there listening, just wanted to put that into the universe. But honestly, For getting into the topics this week, it's been a little bit of a slow week overall in the sports world. This time of year is always kind of weird because, so you have the NBA season happening. It's still right now pre-March Madness. That's coming up pretty soon. But those are really the only major in-season things happening. Uh, We're still like a month and a half out from the NFL draft, so I don't really want to speculate on that until it gets closer because a million things are going to change between now and then. MLB is starting up in spring training and... You know, other than the pitchers in spring training doing the Lord's work and nailing the Astros players, I really don't have a lot to say about that yet. Um, It's just overall kind of a dead time in sports. I mean, the Cavs have shown a couple glimmers of light here recently, and LeBron is out there, you know, being LeBron, which is nothing new. But yeah, I was really fishing for topics this week, so let's hope I can talk for longer than five minutes total. Um, but today I want to cover Tom Brady, um, Kobe's broadcasted memorial service, Tony Romo's broadcast contract, uh, Joe Schobert's free agency, and Tony Grossi. So let's get things started off here with Tom Brady. So Tom, he has obviously been... I would say the biggest story of this offseason in the NFL, and the question is whether or not he will return to the Patriots or go elsewhere. There was some video footage last night of Tom Brady sitting next to Julian Edelman. I believe they were at a Clippers game, but not 100% sure. And it appeared they were FaceTiming uh, the Titans coach. So... That would appear to either be a sign that Tom Brady is headed to the Titans or that he's just playing a massive joke on everyone and he knew there would be eyes on him the entire game. For some reason, I'm like, 
how did he slip up like that? Like, is he just messing with us? It just felt like a little obvious to have the phone out FaceTiming the Titans coach in the game. I don't know. It just seemed almost too obvious for it to be real. But I'm going to go with the first option being more likely that he is going to the Titans based on that. But honestly, who knows? I'm just giving the second option to give Pats fans a small amount of hope so that we can end up crushing their souls. Um, I also have no validity behind this random fact, which is irresponsible of me to be saying it, but some random person like messaged me on Twitter a few weeks ago saying that Tom Brady was touring schools in Tennessee for his kids. Like I said, absolutely nothing behind that to back that up or prove it. And he could be looking at schools in every area that he's considering possibly going to, but I just thought it was interesting and would be funny if that actually was true. Um, I personally think it's either Titans or Pats, but the only other one I've really considered is LA. Um, it's almost similar to LeBron's move. Late in your career, taking your talents over to LA where the opportunities for your businesses and your brand, the brand that you've built, they have the ability to really thrive and grow there and you don't have to get on a flight across the country every time you have a meeting for one of those ventures. I mean, I still fully believe that's a huge part of the reason why LeBron made that decision and it feels like Tom Brady might be at a similar crossroads in his career in that respect. I think they would gladly accept him there as they are about to move into a new stadium and want to put some bodies in those seats. Um, Big downside to him playing there in the near future is I don't really feel like they're stocked with talent at the moment. And they also do have to play the current Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, twice a year. Um, I still believe Tom Brady wants to be a winner. I think that's in his core and in his soul. So I think he wants to put himself in a position to do that, which is why I kind of have that at a little bit of a lower percentage chance. chance. But who knows? Um, he could totally surprise us. Titans had a decent season last year. So, I mean, I think he would certainly build them up more. I don't think he would bring them down, but... We shall see what happens. I'm not quite sure when we're going to get an answer on this one, but potentially soon as we move into the actual free agency time here in March. Okay, so I got a notification the other day that the NFL reinstated Vontae's Perfect. Um, I didn't mention this, I think, as one of the topics I was going to talk about, but I did want to call that out because I was honestly annoyed seeing his name come across my phone because I think he's probably the guy I like the least in the entire league. He's just a dirty player, and his dirty plays always feel somewhat intentional and that he is truly out there to hurt other people in the league. And it hasn't been just like one or two occurrences where it felt like he overreacted in a game or got a little extra violent. It is multiple instances every single season. If anyone should have a lifetime ban from the league, I think it should be this guy. I personally believe he shouldn't play another snap in the NFL. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but I just think he's dirty and I'm not excited to see him back. And I don't think most people are. Okay. So 
Kobe's broadcast and memorial service, like I said, took place this last week, and it was really a beautiful tribute. There have been obviously so many awesome stories that I've already talked about that have been shared about him in the last month and a half-ish, but it feels like this was another really great opportunity to hear some stories. Uh, I think the most powerful moment for me of the entire service was hearing Rob Palenka speak about his last text to Kobe truly minutes before the helicopter crashed. I mean, you know these messages, the timing he said of them. It was truly minutes or seconds before that that helicopter went down. Um, And in those texts, Kobe was trying to help the daughter of two of the parents on that, that helicopter to get an internship in sports and was asking Rob for some help and connections on this specific path she wanted to go down. And I just think it's a beautiful thing to know that his last moments were helping a young girl with with her career in sports something we've heard a lot about in the last few months and how much of his time he had put into that in really the years since he has been retired uh also Vanessa Bryant is literally the strongest woman on the entire earth for getting up there and speaking in just such a composed way I don't I mean she you could hear her voice cracking in a few moments, but for the most part, she kept it together so well and was speaking so eloquently. I truly don't know how she did it, but I think, I mean, it was nice. It was definitely nice to see her speak. I hope she didn't feel like forced into doing that by the public and the media if that was something she didn't want to do, but I think it gave a lot of people a lot of peace um, hearing her up there being so strong, saying she was going to hold it down for, you know, their other kids while Kobe was holding it down for him and Gigi. Um, It was just, it was powerful seeing her talk. I also saw that she filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the company that operated the helicopter in the crash. Basically, it had been proven that the helicopter absolutely should not have been out there in those foggy conditions. So she has really every right to do this. I mean, I'm sure that no amount of money would ever be able to replace the loss of Kobe and Gigi. So it doesn't really matter or change anything, but just getting the peace of mind in this, I think is important and to have like justice be served. I know I've already talked in in depth about all of this, but for me, there are still moments where it hits me and I honestly still can't believe that that happened and that he's gone and that we're not going to see him anymore. It's just, it's still so crazy, but, um, good to have that memorial service as kind of a conclusion for everyone coming together and I hope she gets her justice through this lawsuit as well. Okay so moving on the news came out that Tony Romo signed a multi-year deal with CBS Sports which will give him 17 million dollars per year. This contract makes him the highest paid analyst in the history of sports broadcasting and I'm gonna be honest on this one I I don't actually love his broadcasts and I feel like in the very massive world that is sports broadcasting there are other people in my mind who should be making more money than he is going to be making I just personally feel like that's an outlandish amount to be making and I think a lot of NFL players are upset and have spoken out on their feelings in being upset that he's making more than a significant amount of the players in the NFL. I've talked about this before that the players in the NFL make a lot less than any other professional league because it 
of control issues and all that kind of stuff. But I think um, it makes sense why they're so upset about it. Um, and it, it really, that contrast makes it feel even more outrageous that he is going to be making this much money. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I know there's a lot of sportscasters out there who do make a ton of money, but um, he's still very new to this world of sports broadcasting. And it just doesn't feel right that he's taking the historically highest contract ever. Um, so just kind of wanted to, to talk about that. Maybe he will improve, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then this week on important things to know when crushing brewskis in the muni lot, I have two people I would like to discuss in two very unrelated ways, Joe Schobert and Tony Grossi. So I will start with Joe. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, I'll start with Joe and the fact that he's going to be a free agent and not returning to the Cleveland Browns. Um, The Browns basically, they wanted to save their money to build the offensive line this year and not have to pay Joe Schobert some 10 mil a year, which I get. I totally understand our need this offseason to have money to grow the offensive line and obviously other positions as well. But Browns fans seem to be very divided in how they feel about this. Some kind of think that it was absolutely the right move, while other people kind of think it was stupid to let a guy go who actually produced for us and who many thought should have been in the Pro Bowl this past season. He was in the Pro Bowl in 2017, I believe, and I think was snubbed in 2018 and 2019. Um, Like I said, we... I get we didn't want to pay him that much, but in the same breath, I'm not sure why people are so in agreement to see him go when, to be totally blunt, the Browns do not get great talent all that often. So everyone can say that there are so many other guys out there who can perform exactly how Schobert performed for us, but do you actually imagine we're going to get those guys? I mean, history would tell us most likely not, and maybe we should pause before letting talent go. That's my only issue with the, I'm happy we didn't sign him, he's gone, camp of people. I The other thing, I also felt like he actually kind of liked playing with the Browns and was starting to form a relationship with the city and the fans, um, he and his wife, and that is my favorite thing in sports is when it feels like a player has a special bond with the city and the fan base. So for that reason, I'm also sad to see him go. Um, Rashad Higgins is another one actually who will be testing the free agency waters this year as well, but don't have too much to say about that because we could also re-sign him at that point. Um, But it doesn't feel like we are going to be able to re-sign Joe Schobert just with the, obviously, the amount of money he's asking for. Okay, so now on to Tony Grossi. In the cycle of ridiculous things continuing to happen to the Browns, there were some issues with comments Tony Grossi made when he very much thought his mic wasn't hot anymore and he referred to Baker as an effing midget. Um, here's the thing with this, guys. It's not okay. I get the camp of people saying it was one mistake but to be totally honest this this was not the only issue that we've ever had with Tony Grossi I think it's a little weird when people in the media have such a known 
negative relationship with the players they're covering in their city. Like our entire fan base knows that there is just negative vibes between Tony and Baker. Um, And the fact that there has been a lot of back and forth between him and Baker has definitely made... And Tony has definitely made his issues with Baker known to everyone. And this was almost the final straw in this whole issue. You know, when I think of Tony, I think of Baker responding to him saying, Jesus, Tony, in the press conference when he asked him a question. And I think of this issue. And when I think of media personnel, I should not be automatically associating them with their poor relationship with a major player, the quarterback in our city. And it should not be clouding the talks of the Pro Bowl and the upcoming NFL draft and the upcoming season in general, which it was... It was the main topic for the last week. And that's what upsets me is like, we don't need this negative energy around us that we're creating for ourselves. There was so much hype last season that I've talked about a million times that it it scared us into not playing well because we didn't know how to handle that kind of hype. So I really, really wanted this offseason to be just a silent killer, like drama-free, We're just moving forward, we're working hard, we're making the right moves, and the fact that a known media person in our city is causing issues annoys me a lot because then we're just making it for ourselves. This is not the national media, this is not other fan bases, this isn't ESPN, like this is a local guy causing us drama which is where I'm like, nope, absolutely not. If anyone should be supporting us, it should be our local media, and we need them behind us during this off season in order to really drive us into the actual, you know, preseason and regular season, or even, you know, training over the summer for that matter. So I'm glad he was suspended. I think he needs to if he ever is brought back in, do a little self-reflection on like, hey, you can't act like this. It's really not okay. You're not the main guy and you don't have the kind of power to be able to talk to players or talk about players like that. I mean, nobody should talk about anyone like that, but just the way he feels like he has this combative relationship with Baker is not okay and uh, could definitely not continue if he continues in Cleveland sports media at all. So those are my thoughts on that. Um, There are plenty of wonderful people in the Cleveland sports media circuit who do a fantastic job and definitely deserve a larger platform because they are working so hard and doing great things and putting great content out there and we all see it and so I hope these people can be highlighted and supported and we don't give negativity just more of a voice. It doesn't need to happen. The Browns have too much negativity surrounding them at all times. We don't need to create our own. And I feel very passionately about that. But that is all I have for you guys today. I'm kind of out of breath. When I get really heated about something, I think I forget to breathe. Like I just keep talking and then I realize I didn't take a breath. My face probably gets red. (laughs) I don't know. I just, just really speed through my words then. But Like I said, all I have for you guys today, sorry it was a short one with uh, the weird kind of just dead time in sports right now where not too much is happening, but 
the good news is there is a lot on the horizon. I will definitely do some March Madness talks as we really move into it here when brackets are set and whatnot. I will also definitely do another mock draft like I did last year. It's crazy that I'm about to come around one year of having this podcast because I think that was my third episode was doing the mock draft. So I'll definitely do that again because I thought it was fun to see what I got right, even though Mock drafts don't matter as soon as the draft happens, and they're never right. So it's just more for fun. I enjoy doing it. So I'll definitely do that. Um, So there definitely are exciting things coming up uh, that we will definitely cover. I just said definitely 7 million times. All right, so leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, and follow or subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, and I hope you guys all have a good one.